This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver... Juneteenth is this weekend, and the party is on in Five Points this Saturday and Sunday. Our team is taking a long weekend to celebrate, so we're sharing our Juneteenth episode from last year when our former producer, Alexandra McMahon, walked up and down Welton Street with one of the Juneteenth Music Festival's organizers, Norman Harris, as he prepared for the big weekend. For details on this year's celebrations, I'll drop some links in our show notes, and I'll be back in your podcast feed Tuesday morning. In the meantime, happy Juneteenth. Today is Friday, June 17th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Are you familiar with uh, the neighborhood? No, not, not really. So I, my, that building my grandfather um, developed in 1980. Oh, wow. Yep, that building right there, really, when we started organizing Juneteenth Music Festival in 2012, that was like where we started, that was our home base. Um, That was our office. We started conducting all of our meetings there. It was great because Grandpa was there. He was always able to weigh in on certain things because he really, you know, probably got to see the genesis of uh, Juneteenth starting here. So one of the big things I can remember him really pressing on that I didn't really understand the importance of was the Juneteenth parade and you know I think when we first started organizing Juneteenth we were really just focused on just trying to have a big concert make sure you know we had a big turnout it's kind of like the the big shiny things that you know might be attractive to folks but he really I got a video of it he really impressed how important the parade was who led the parade that's a little story on that like million and one stories on that building but um, it's cool how uh, just having that space there, having access to the space, gave Juneteenth just a little bit of what it needs, just a place for us to meet mm-hmm. and to, uh, to build upon our ideas. You know, it was some of the most memorable times I had organizing the festival was it really very humbly started, uh, organ- organized and started in that office. Wow. Um, yeah, in that's corner. that's incredible because, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh, it's a building, but it's so much more than a building. Yeah. It shows you the importance of, like, having spaces for people to gather and what right. can come come out of that. Yeah. So, if you know the story of Five Points, is like redlining was an issue. And so, like, a lot of the reasons why a lot of these properties are, are in the state that they're in right now is because... A lot of the property owners down here were blocked access to capital to be able to improve their the, 
the properties and the businesses and whatnot. So. So right now we're walking down. What are we walking down? Welton. We're on Welton. We're on 25th and Welton. Is this the parade route? Um, no. So the parade route goes down. It goes down 26th Avenue from Gilpin Street to Welton Street. Okay. Okay. So it starts at Manual High School is where the uh, parade starts. And uh, what's what? Where, where are the vendors going to be located? Are they going to be up and down are here? Located at, we have 140 vendors and counting. I think oh. my partner Chris was actually signing someone up when, when we ran. We have 140 <laughs> counting. So I believe right now we're like here from 24th and Welton. We've got vendors pretty much lined up all the way down to 29th. Oh dang! So it's clear that your roots with this Juneteenth festival are are deep you know like this is, sounds like this was kind of your family's baby right yeah it's like a it's my baby it's like a teenager now like <laughs> 10 years old Juneteenth music festival but that doesn't count as um, doesn't have to be like yeah he said on the fence somewhere multitask yeah we're uh, getting some tasks done um Tell me, you know, what has it been like to, now that it's in its 10th year, what what has it been like to watch it grow into this event that is attracting 140 plus vendors? It's been great to watch it grow. It's certainly been an uphill challenge and I think it's something that reflects um, a lot of folks' hard work. Uh, we certainly didn't get here on our own and um, there were a lot of people who helped Juneteenth um, prior to our efforts. And um, so it's very exciting to see so many people who are recognizing it and understanding what it means where I don't think we had that type of awareness in the past. Yeah, well, and this is the first year that the city of Denver is making it an official holiday, right? Yeah, well, it's always been a holiday right, for me. Right, of course. <laughs> but um, we're very thankful for the leadership of Mayor Michael Hancock and um, Councilman Christopher Herndon. Uh, for seeing the value in making Juneteenth a commemorative holiday here. Um, on top of that, we got a unanimous vote from city council. And uh, so now it's up to us, the people, to push, to continue to push it. And um, I think, you know, the celebration is a big part, but not the only thing. We've got a lot of work, you know, uh, we need to look at getting Juneteenth in school curriculums. We need Juneteenth uh, museum exhibits. Right when we start talking about slavery and um, what the residual effects of slavery have been are some of the things that are manifesting in our society and these disproportionate effects that, you know, that black folks experience, you know, that are much different than any other populations. Yeah, yeah. I was reading somewhere that there was, um, I don't know, more or like a renewed emphasis on like partnering with Pride this year. Yeah, so um, we are, you know, the good folks over at Pride changed their date this year. And so normally Pride for the last 20, 30 years, as long as I can remember, Pride Fest has been happening on the same weekend as Juneteenth, uh, which presents, you know, conflict for quite a few folks. But even beyond all that, uh, what we're really trying to address is how we can be uh, more supportive of our efforts to address uh, social justice and justice issues and um, many of the issues that plague and affect 
black communities um, affect all communities. Um, we do ourselves a disservice by putting ourselves in silos and it diminishes the, the amount of people that we have. You ever heard like, you know, power to the people and the strength in numbers. And so there's so many things that push us to say, you know, we should be in this group, we should be in this group, and this should go over here. It should work like that. Like we need to find where our commonalities are um, to address a lot of the social issues that we have. Mm -hmm. And so if we can use a community event that has such a precedence like Juneteenth as a foundation for folks to come together um, and have fun, but also know why they're coming together, then I think we're really moving some big needles. And that's like one of the big things of how, why this is important. So. Yeah. All right, where should we go to next? How about we walk to the Five Points Plaza? Sounds good. I can like cool down. Yeah, oh yeah. One thing we're doing differently, not necessarily differently, but we're making sure that we, um, we're changing up the flow of the festival a little bit this year. And so like right now we're walking in, uh, on 25th in between California and Welton Street. Yeah. And so there's, you know, several side streets that we're actually going to activate with food trucks and DJs and nice. seating to promote um, just an area where people can actually uh, safely consume, bring their kids and play games and whatnot. We have some wonderful food vendors that are part of it and just the whole culinary experience at Juneteenth is phenomenal. I'd say like bring a hearty appetite because we've got like some really cool um, exhibitors in the food space, the uh, uh, Jamaican uh, Reggae Pot Express is another one that's, uh, you know, you're not going to just go to a, a drive-in and find, uh, you know, most of the type of food that we serve. Oh, that's you! Do you think it looks like me? Yeah, I could see the resemblance. Do you like it? Wait, I'm sorry, what are we looking at? They painted a mural of me. Oh, that one. Me. I I, this is my first time seeing it. You drew this? Great job. Hold on, man. Work in progress. We love it, love it. They said it was supposed to be a surprise for you. Well, he's here so often, it's hard yeah, to surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the age of social media. Wow, oh, this is sweet. I really appreciate it. Um, you know how I feel. Like I appreciate it. I'm just kind of feel weird, man. Like, I love that like, they did the chalkboard because you were just talking about how Juneteenth needs to be in textbooks. It needs to be taught in schools oh, yeah. and stuff. So, have you ever had a mural done of you before? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> like, yeah, my goal was to um, buy a building down here, buy my grandfather's building back, and that was gonna be the first first mural I put up was his. Ooh, all right. It's well, hot. yeah, it's a hot damn. Well. Yeah, let's. We can wrap this up. So yeah, let's go in the brewery. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. That's all. It's fine. Drink. We're just podcasters. Yeah, we can drink like beer. beer yeah. <laughs> hey. hey. Oh, you got special nice Juneteenth. That's cool. Really good. We have a a special brew. My good friend Darren, owner of Spangalang Brewery, they've been supporting 
our efforts down here since they moved into this place, the old DMV. Um, they've helped us uh, batch beer. Um, you see this year they've created a special brew. It's General Gordon Granger's IPA order number three. Okay, so we were talking about you needing someone to, needing to get a history lesson. What we're hoping someone to do is like look at this and say, well, who is General Gordon Granger? Right? And he is the guy who delivered the word of freedom in the, to the folks in Galveston, Texas. He was the army, the general. So uh, Spangalang and the team got together and we're like, how could we come up with a concept that was authentic but also honorable to just Juneteenth and this is what we came up with so buying this beer here um, supports Juneteenth supports a small business that's been supporting us for the last six or seven years that's amazing I think a hundred percent of our country needs to know about this probably a hundred percent of our country knows who the first president is hundred percent of our country knows who the last president was for sure <laughs> right yeah and so we need to start learning about all these things that like really make up our like our identity that's all for today here on citycast denver our producers this week were paul caroli and andrea salenzi peyton garcia writes and edits our morning newsletter our music is by Los Mogochetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at CityCastDenver, and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Bye-bye. Not in her. Hearing your voice in my head. And now you're seeing it. <laughs> I'm real. Okay. <laughs>